Hey out there to all people, and wacky ghost sidekicks. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who will not stop writing letters to Katie, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Brandon, you know that Katie's my best friend, okay? <laughs> I gotta keep writing her letters, mostly in my own mind, okay? I just imagine Katie in camp getting these letters oh from God. her dead friend, like, why won't she leave me alone? <laughs> That's a whole different episode. <laughs> she's trying to she's trying to work through her grief, and she's just like, my friend sent me so many letters, they're still coming. <laughs> she's just like, Mom, I need to get away. I gotta go to horse camp. I can't get over Hannah's death. I just need to get the fuck away. And then she goes to horse camp, and fucking <laughs> Hannah's over there writing a whole bunch of fucking letters every day. Carrier pigeons swooping in multiple times a day. Every time... Fucking Hannah has a thought. She's like, dear Katie, you are not going to believe what I did on the road. It's like, Jesus, leave her alone. <laughs> yeah, well, <sighs> I don't know. People are just going to think Katie's crazy anyway. I just got another letter from my dead friend. Katie, yeah, shut okay, up. Okay, Katie. <laughs> Quit writing those letters yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how are you doing, Cortland? How's your week been? I'm doing all right, Brandon. I'm not as sick anymore. I feel much better. Well, that's an improvement. Yeah, well, I'm just a little bit, like, you know, sleepy because it's 7 o'clock in the morning, but it's okay, you know? The things I sacrifice for you and this podcast. Yep, you've been up all night, partying all day. Ugh, you know what, Brandon? It's that time of year where all the leaves fall off, and I have, like, a, a bunch of big trees in my yard and stuff, so... My yard is swimming with leaves right now, and I have to fucking Yuck. do something about it. And I don't want to, but I have to. Yeah, I don't got to deal with that. I hate the leaves. Work. Stay put around here. Do they? They stay put all year all year long. Yep, that's kind of nice. They don't turn beautiful though. That's the 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 trade off you make. They're they're just green. Your kids don't even know that leaves can turn red and orange and yellow and stuff, do they? <laughs> they do. They do. Oh, okay. We've we've seen leaves here that are that have changed colors. It's not as vibrant. Oh. But they change. And then other people have to rake them up, but it's not my problem. Oh, nice. Okay. That's good. But yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be doing today probably. So, how about you? What what are you up to? Oh, man. Um, trying to think of something that isn't playing games, because no one wants to hear that. I mean, nobody's complained about it. It's not going to lie. Well, yeah, because they're just fast-forwarding. They're like, bloop, bloop, bloop. Ah! Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it, I think. I'm <laughs> just trying to play games. Yeah. You, you messaged me the other night, and you like you were like, I beat a game, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's so very rare. I play so many games, and I beat none of them it's a it's a problem but you know what you're overcoming it you know it's crazy it's crazy yeah. as hell only when they're very short games the only game i ever saw you beat was clue for the for the pc because you just kept clicking solve until the game solved yeah. it immediately i kicked its ass though <laughs> the speed run for that game is like five seconds or less or something i was playing clue recently and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I solved it in, like, the second turn. What? You cheater. And I cheater. was like, this can't, this can't be the answer, and it was. Who? Okay, the main question here, who did you play as, though? Oh, I was, uh, what's the green one? Um, uh, Miss Peacock? Is she blue? <laughs> Hold on, I, I can know. actually check. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, no, I can't. But you know what? I'm actually using the Clue board game box as the stand for my computer right now. In an odd coincidence. 
When I was a kid and I used to play Clue, my brothers and I used to fight over Colonel Mustard. Oh, I don't yeah. even like yellow. I don't even like yellow that much, but yeah, we fought Do over Colonel like Mustard. Do you like mustard, though? Nope, I hate mustard. I just like Colonel. I like I like the Colonel. Okay. <laughs> Did he remind chicken. you of KFC? Yeah, probably. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah always Colonel Mustard. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We've run out of uh, witty banter about yeah. Colonels. <laughs> Well, all right. Reason for the season, Cortland. We're, Make this uh, a short episode even shorter. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be short. My notes are like uh, two paragraphs. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about The Ghost Next Door Part 2. Yeah, let's talk about it. Cortland, uh, as I mentioned last week, like this part didn't need to exist. This is all no. victory lap for this episode because yeah, oh, that's a good you're way to put a ghost it. is like just a great way to end a story. doesn't yep. need to go on. Uh, but what did you think about this closure? Um, I don't really know how I feel. Like, I liked it. It was fine. It's not quite as emotional as I was hoping it would be, but it's still pretty good, you know? Uh, there's a lot that I like about it. There's a lot that's kind of boring. This is actually just the movie Ghost. Did you notice that? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. This is literally just the movie Ghost. And, uh... Our girl Hannah is actually Patrick Swayze, so that's cool. She wishes. <laughs> I mean, we all do. All right. Well, this um, this is like the closest that a goosebump story could get to like tackling a serious kind of emotional issue like are you mm-hmm. afraid of the dark shiny red bicycle or something. And yeah. it it does it in classic goosebumps fashion where it's not that emotional. No, it ju- it could have been so much more emotional, but it's not. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, that's I fine. just wish it it's, was. It's its own thing. Okay, well, let's start at the beginning then. Enough beating around the bush. Let's talk about it. <laughs> this episode begins after a minute and a half recap of part one, right where we left off. Hannah, mm-hmm. the ghost, is outside her burned up ghost house with Danny, the neighbor boy. She tells him, I don't know what's going on around here, but I live in that house. She walks toward the house and says, I'm going in. Are you coming? The camera cuts to Danny, who is now just full on running away. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love it. Oh, for a second, I was like, oh, maybe he's going to get like a flashlight or something. But no, no, he's just fucking out of there. (laughs) He's like, ghosts exist. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm, I'm not helping this little girl anymore. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, nope. The afterlife is real. I'm out. Peace out. <laughs> Hannah yells. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I mean, let's be real though. Like, it's not a good idea to walk into a burned house. No, <laughs> there's a lot of things not. that can go wrong. <laughs> she walks in, and the house is now very dark and very burned up looking. Yeah, so, it got like, sizzled a bit. Yeah, whatever, like, memory charm she had going on in her head, it's gone now, and she sees the real house. Yeah, and it could have been really sad. Yeah, it could have. But it's not really that sad. She's just kind of like, huh, there's a rock on the ground still, I better go pick it up, and it's <laughs> yeah. weird. She tells herself, this isn't happening, it's not true. And she picks up that rock that came in through the window from the last episode. And she goes into her own badly burned room and sees a charred teddy bear. She tries to grab it, but her hands go right through it. Yeah. She goes, well, I'm a ghost, and I'm (laughs) alone. Well, 
I'm a ghost. <laughs> That's it. I'm dead. I just, uh, what was the point of the rock? Th- like, he, the rock through the window could have been something really, like, symbolic, you know? It could have been, like, somebody trying to save her house from burning or whatever, but they don't explore it even a little bit. No. So, knowing what we know now, like, what is that rock? Was it just the shadow? Like, Nyeh! I think that might be what it is. Like, the shadow is <laughs> trying to get her attention. The shadow is just like, check this out. The shadow's motivation, though. I mean, we'll talk about it here in a minute, but like, mm-hmm. what? What? <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just then, a friendly sounding voice tells her, Don't be sad, Hannah. You'll always have me. And when she turns around, she sees the black shadowy apparition that was stalking her and laughing at her misery. Yeah, he's like, you'll always have me, your friendly neighborhood faceless abomination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the one who earlier, like five minutes ago, was like, you'll never escape this basement. (laughs) Well, what the fuck? I don't get it. Yeah. (sighs) She yells, who are you? And he replies, no one. Uh, a spirit. She asks why he's been following her, and he tells her, I must speak with you, and I didn't want to scare you. Like, yes, you did. Fuck? Yes, absolutely you did. Do you not remember being in that basement with her where you were all like, I'm gonna fucking get you, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I'm gonna murder you, you're gonna die. No, oh, I didn't want to scare you, it was just a prank, bro. Whatever. He was just having a goof. <sighs> I mean, it's probably boring being a shadow, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know. Like, pulling pranks seems to be the only thing you can do as a ghost. It's their number one pastime, yeah. He uh. says, I want to help you. To teach you. When Hannah asks what he's talking about, he says, uh, you know, how to be a ghost. And when he says ghosts, and Hanna-Barbera thunder cracks and <laughs> lightning flashes... Yeah, I don't know how he did that one. He he definitely doesn't teach her how to make lightning crash and stuff. No, ghosts can't do that. <laughs> okay. He just, like, saw a weather forecast, and he was like, 95% for 3 p.m., huh? <laughs> I got this. Time to go scare a fucking ghost girl. Hannah shakes her head and says, I don't understand. Everything was normal. I was just writing a letter to Katie. Oh, the boy. spirit tells her, so you thought. You were just going through the motions of your life, day after day after day, unaware that the things around you have changed, but no one can see you or hear you. That's some, uh, that's some, like, Hellraiser shit right there, you know, I don't know why. Yeah. How long ago was this fire? Did it say? Did the article say? It said three years ago. Okay. Three years is not that long. It's not. I have a theory about that, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. Hannah corrects the ghost, saying, Actually, Danny can see me. And the ghost yells, Stay away from him! He's not your concern! What? (laughs) She says, Uh, he's my friend? The dark spirit tells her, You no longer have friends. Without me, you have nothing. (laughs) What about Katie? (laughs) (laughs) This guy's fucking toxic. God damn, alright, whatever. You're nothing without me! I'm a shadow! You don't even know who I am! (laughs) We cut to Danny's house. He's answering a knock on the door. When he opens it, he sees Hannah smiling. He yells, Go away! And slams the door. But nothing will stop Hannah from trespassing in this poor family's house. And she walks (laughs) right through the door. Danny yells, What do you want from me? And she responds, Come on, don't be so weird. Ghosts are real and I'm one of them. (laughs) Yeah, like, girl? 
This kid's just, like, trying to live his life. And you're just being dead all in his house. She's like, look, I can't talk to Katie. I have to talk to you. I'm bored. I'm going to send you so many letters. (laughs) Hannah insists that they need to talk. And Danny tearfully shouts at her to get out of his house. And he runs away. But she isn't going anywhere. And she follows him. He runs into the kitchen where his mom is still setting the table or putting knickknacks away or whatever. And he grabs a whole bunch of garlic, holding it up and warning Hannah to stay away. Mom turns around now and is silently wondering what's the hubba when Hannah runs in and asks, Why are you acting like this? Garlic? What do you think I am? A vampire? Do you think I'm some kind of nightly neighbor or something? So, I love this. Like, the pizza's there. That, like, the guy at the end of the the first episode, like, was delivering pizza. Mm-hmm. It's been, like, half an hour. <laughs> and they still haven't even started eating their pizza. Um, But she is just so fine with being a ghost. She's like, I'm not a vampire. I'm a ghost. Like, she has fully accepted that she is dead. <laughs> She's a ghost now. There's no I mean, emo- emotional turmoil. To. It's weird. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't question it whatsoever. <clears throat> She's like, I can walk through stuff. I'm a ghost for sure that's it that's my life yeah she could you know she can spend years just sitting in her burned up room and crying or she can go trespassing in people's houses and yelling at them i suppose your choices and she made the right one yeah she was like look we got 22 minutes i need to progress the story i'm a ghost that's it let's go torment danny she's like this part shouldn't even exist so (laughs) i gotta do something i gotta make it interesting rl stein's watching Mom signs to Danny something like, who are you talking to? And Danny tells her, nobody, Mom. I'm talking to nobody. Hannah says her catchphrase, thanks. Thanks Thanks a lot. lot. Yeah, she does say thanks a lot a lot, and then also she sighs a whole bunch. Yeah, I was thinking of making a supercut, and then I was like, eh, that's work. (laughs) I know, right? I hear that. (laughs) Then Hannah says, ten minutes ago we were friends. Now you're treating me like some kind of... And Danny finishes her sentence, saying, A ghost? Hannah's like, Okay, yeah, I'm a ghost. Why are you the only one who can see me? And Danny gives my favorite line of the episode, saying, I don't know, ghost rules? Like, shit. That's a perfect response. Nobody knows ghost rules. No. Patrick Swayze had to have a whole montage of learning ghost rules. Man, I hope we don't get that. Hannah asks for his help, and Danny instead tells her that she shouldn't have come trespassing into his house. She says, are you telling me to get lost? And mom comes over again, confused by this one-sided conversation, and she checks (laughs) the temperature on Danny's forehead. She signs to him, and he's like, I don't need to see a doctor, mom. Hannah goes, great, well I guess I won't be seeing you around here after all. And she storms off. What the fuck Probably to break on? into someone else's house. Probably going to break into Katie's house. Shit. <laughs> oh, God. I hope Katie doesn't live in that neighborhood. She probably moved away after getting all this fucking letter. Jeez. <laughs> Hannah is back outside her own house now, and she is yelling out, Shadow! Come back! I need you! Uh, everybody always needs Shadow at some point. <laughs> He's like, I knew it! Told you so. <laughs> everybody needs the Shad. After a few moments, the black apparition manifests behind her and basically says, I told you so. Hannah tells him not to rub it in and says that she's finally ready to learn all of this ghost business. Oh my god, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's the montage. The ghost is like, I right, lesson one, basic haunting. 
First, <sighs> pick your victim. Hannah stands with her arms crossed, considering, and then we cut to a shot of the post office. Mm-hmm. Mr. Chesney, the mailman, is walking and whistling down the sidewalk. Hannah is standing a short distance away and tells the shadow, there he is. Let's fucking get him. I hate this mailman. He didn't even take Why? my letters. Oh my god. The, like these, This episode sets up Mr. Chesney as like this fucking horrible like menace that all the kids in the neighborhood are like, oh, there he is. Like the fucking <laughs> snowplow man from Snow Day or something. Look, and... he's killed so many kids. <laughs> he's just this guy who like is happy and whistling and smiling all the time and just doing his job. And sure, he like speeds up and almost murders kids, but like it doesn't <laughs> seem like he really is evil. But they want us to think he is, I guess. Look, he sped up to try and ch- to murder children, okay? <laughs> he knew what he was doing, and Hannah knows that. <laughs> the shadow asks her, are you ready? And Hannah suddenly loses confidence and goes, it won't work. He'll walk right through me. He tells her, not if you concentrate. Chesney approaches Hannah, still whistling, and then he does walk through her. But after he does, he stops and shivers. Then he continues walking. Hannah says, see, I told you it wouldn't work. The shadow tells her, you're holding back. You gotta concentrate harder. Use all your energy. Chesney approaches his mail truck and opens the bag. Sitting there amongst all the mail bags is Hannah. He puts a big duffel bag down and starts scatting. He's like, zippity-pop-pop, pop I mean, who doesn't, right? <laughs> While he's distracted, Hannah picks up a piece of mail and says, yes. From Chesney's perspective, the mail is just floating around. He looks at it with a puzzled expression as Hannah waves it around, and then she tosses it to the ground. He shakes his head and says, Gotta quit that coffee. Oh my god, Mr. Chesney. We know you're not drinking <laughs> coffee. We're we'll gonna slip, slipping vodka into my water bottles while I'm driving and speeding up towards children. Yeah. Gotta get off those uh, Capri Suns. No, oh my god. We're <laughs> gonna stay off the Lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> you're not fooling anyone, Mr. Chesney. Yeah, we know you're a drunk and everybody hates you. <sighs> Now Hannah picks up his whole mailbag and dumps it all over the ground. Chesney goes, Nyah! like one of the Three Stooges, and he runs off. <laughs> oh, he does too. <laughs> <laughs> and then it scars him for life, and he spirals into a deep depression, and he <laughs> actually starts drinking all the time, and he gets divorced from his family. Right? That's what... That's how the story happened, Haunting right? successful. <laughs> Just on Capri Suns all day. He no longer is a mailman. Uh, his house goes to foreclosure because he can't pay his bills. It's a wild and ride. he's writing letters to Katie and delivering them. <laughs> After he's gone, Hannah is exhausted. The shadow tells her haunting is hard work, but she'll learn to enjoy being dead. Mm, that's exactly what happens in Ghost, right? Like, he pushes the bottle cap, and then Patrick Swayze's like, I'm tired, right? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but that sounds right. Yeah, me too. It's been a long time. The only part I remember is that Whoopi Goldberg kisses a one- another woman. Whoa! Spoilers! <laughs> Hannah says, No, I didn't come back as a ghost to pull pranks on people. There's gotta be some reason. Danny's the only one who can see me, and I want to know why. She walks off, and the shadow is like, Hannah, you come back here right now, little missy. I'm counting to three. One, two, Hannah! 
Stay away from Danny. Danny, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I've pranked everyone already. This sucks. Being a ghost is actually really boring. Hannah, please come back. <laughs> I've been dead for 10,000 years. Back at Hannah's burned up house, the two older bicycle boys are talking to Danny. Bicycle boys. I mean, yeah, that really accurately describes them, but still. <laughs> it does. Uh, I never looked up their names, which would have been very easily. So they're, they're the bicycle boys for this whole episode. The bicycle boys. They're like, a ghost in there? Get out of here with that shit. But Danny says, for real, I talked with her and everything. One of the boys is like, you know, I heard about her. She's got three heads and she plays the piano. Mm. Which is fucking weird because this is a very small neighborhood where everyone seems to know everyone. And this girl's been dead for three years. So these kids would be very familiar with Hannah. Probably have played with her lots of times. Yeah, I, I don't understand yeah. why they're like, oh, that the old Hannah house or whatever. <laughs> when it's like... You knew this girl, and she's Yeah, dead they now. went to school with her and everything. Ah, it's very weird. The other boy says that they only make up those stories to keep kids out of the dangerous house. Danny insists that she's real, so Bike Boy says, prove it. Danny admits that he can't, because no one can see her but him. And the boy says, how convenient. I thought you were cool. What the fuck is all with this proof and stuff? I mean, I guess I get it, but like, ugh. <laughs> If I was just like, hey, Cortland, there's a ghost in there, would you just be like, word? Okay. I'd be like, prove it, Brandon. Go in there alone and see what happens. I won't <laughs> be there to watch, but do it. The older biker boy tells the other one, let's get out of here and leave Danny to his imaginary ghost girlfriend. Danny says, wait, maybe I can get her to do something. Something ghostly. Maybe I can get her to do useless tricks or something for you, like holding mail. <laughs> <laughs> The boy considers this and says, It's a start. We cut to inside the dark, burned-up house. Danny walks through the door and calls out for Hannah a bunch of times as he walks through. Not getting an answer, he says, Well, anyway, I just wanted to say I'm sorry about getting all freaky on you, but I wanted to say I missed you, and I hope you're doing okay. We see Hannah slide into frame behind Danny as he's talking, listening. Can I just talk for a second about how... The wardrobe choices for Danny right now are terrible because he is in full black. Like he's got black shirt on with like a black, I don't know, sweatshirt over it or whatever. And this house is very dark. So he just yeah. looks like a head with a bowl cut walking through this house. <laughs> it was a really stupid choice. A haunted bowl cut. That could be a goosebump story. Shh, that's the alternate title. <laughs> oh, damn. Danny continues. Anywho, the real reason I'm here is that there's these guys outside, and they don't believe in you, so I was thinking maybe you could, like, haunt them or something? Just for all eternity. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. Hannah looks up and sees the shadow, shaking a wooden beam at the top of the attic right above Danny. <laughs> she yells out to him and pushes him out of the way just before it crashes onto him. And it goes right through her. I love that, because it's all in slow motion. She's like, no, <laughs> just, I just like the image of that, like, otherworldly being up there, just like, uh, uh, got pushed <laughs> <laughs> It's heavy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Danny says, thanks. I guess this old place is in worse shape than I thought. And she says, yeah, you better go. 
Danny asks her again if she'll haunt his friends, and she says, Not right now. You gotta leave. Danny wants to know when she will do his bidding, but Hannah tells him to just go. He goes, All right, jeez. First you saved my life, and now you're yelling at me. I'll never <laughs> figure out girls. I find it really interesting that, like, now she knows she's a ghost. Now she knows that she can move stuff. She was already moving and doing things before, though, and she didn't show any signs of being tired. Like, when she ran outside with the letter, and there was just a flying letter in the middle of the road. You know what I mean? This is, uh, it's totally like a Wile E. Coyote situation where as soon as she learned she was a ghost, she, like, lost the ability to do all those things that came naturally to her. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could just wave it away with, like, that actually didn't happen kind of thing. Oh, I can wave away a lot. I can wait for I mean, this have whole to. episode. <laughs> Just pretend it ended with you're a ghost. Yeah, you could. With Danny gone, Hannah turns to the figure and says, Why did you do that? Shadow answers with another question, asking her, Why did you interfere? Hannah says, To save my friend's life. Duh. And the shadow <laughs> tells her, It's too late. His destiny is set. You can't change it. You wanted to know why he alone can see you. And the shadow's face briefly changes to a horribly ugly, warped version of Danny's. And he says, Hannah? Oh, Lord. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Somebody got some kind of fucking computer program at Goosebumps, (laughs) and they were like, whoa, we can, like, (laughs) warp this dude's face on a fly, and we can, like, put these (laughs) ugly faces on this shadow. We can use it all the time. So sweet. We have to use it, you guys. (laughs) It looks so good. Fox was like, I don't know if we can afford this software. And, like, it'll pay for itself. (laughs) <laughs> Just think of all the advertisers going to being like, Whoa, Just think of all great. the ugly faces we can make. <laughs> oh man. And they did it. They did it. <laughs> they did it. Can't wait to see what's coming up next. <laughs> Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your cold pizza delivery man. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to it all. We are so thankful for you spending some time with us. If you're looking to support our show, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash private island. I post at least once a week there with early release episodes available to everybody, but higher tiers get more stuff, like behind-the-scenes videos, bloopers, t-shirts, stickers, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Venice Witch, Tristan, Redemption, Preston, Lyle, and Eddie, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Mr. Normal, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Day, Sarah, Matthew, Faith, Christy, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostic, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. We are all over social media. Find us on Twitter at PRVT Island and on Instagram at Up All Night Podcast. We post plenty of content like handmade videos, memes, GIFs, and more every week. We do games on Mondays, live watch parties on Wednesdays, memes on Friday, and more. Speaking of watch parties, join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Instagram as we watch full-length episodes of Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and other horror anthology shows. For links to everywhere, check out our episode description. We've also got a Facebook group, a Discord server, and more. The Season 4 finale is coming up really fast, so if you have any questions for us, please get them in. You can find us on social media or email your questions to us directly. Our email address is privateislandpresents at gmail.com. If you like our show, please tell a friend. Nothing's better than seeing someone talk about us on social media. We love it, and we share it all around. 
I'm frequently live on Twitch too, so stop by twitch.tv slash privateislandc and hang out with me as I play some video games. Currently I'm live about three nights a week, usually Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I will talk to you next week. Have a great one, you guys. Bye. The Shadow Continues By midnight tonight, B is destined to leave the land of the living. And I will at last have a shape, a body, like you. I'll become a ghost, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. We quickly cut to Danny in his candlelit home, and he's telling the biker boys about what happened in the attic. And they're not impressed. And they're finally eating that pizza. Yes. Finally. Yeah, one of them is going to town on that pizza. (laughs) And the other has his head down, saying, You got two strikes against you, man. First, you play chicken with the mailman and almost wind up a part of the pavement. Then you go on a simple ghost-finding mission, and what do you know? No ghost. It's a weird recap, but okay. <laughs> he declares an emergency meeting of the Biker Boys gang, and the two of them huddle up to discuss Danny. After a few seconds, they break, and the guy says, All right, we decided to give you one more chance to prove yourself worthy of hanging out with us. The coolest guys in town. All right, Rizzo. Um, I have a question for you, Brandon. Yes. One of the the kids that's going to town on the pizza, he looks familiar to me, and I think it might be the kid from Bad Hair Day. It is. We'll discuss him for like two seconds later because we've already seen him. Okay, okay. Spoilers, but yeah, let's do it later. <laughs> Danny rolls his eyes a little and says, I don't know, guys. It's getting kind of late. When the guy says, it's a one-time only offer though, Danny is forced to ask what they have in mind. Biker Boy produces a stink bomb from his pocket and he says, Guaranteed to burn your home or office into a... (laughs) Let me see. Try that again. He says, Guaranteed to turn your home or office into a stinking sewer of rotten eggs or dead fish. He does that in like a weird Ace Ventura kind of pitch. Yeah, this kid's not a good actor. (laughs) Like, his delivery's kind of weird. He's, like, trying to be, like, a 50s greaser and also Jim Carrey. Yeah. And he, he wears, like, bowling shirts. He's got slick back hair. I don't know. He's weird. He tells Danny that they're going to give him the honor of setting it off in Mr. Chesney, the mailman. Damn, I hate Everyone him. Everyone hates. <laughs> I don't know why. Other than the child murder. Danny is like, <laughs> What? And the biker boy tells him that no one can be a part of this gang without messing with Chesney. What the fuck? I don't know, man. I will say, though, in this scene behind Danny, you can see a gargoyle, which is the same gargoyle from The Tale of Dangerous Soup. Yeah, I noticed a gargoyle, too. Just a cool thing. With greasy pizza fingers, the other boy gives Danny a piece of paper with Chesney's address on it and says, Careful, it's got a, a gummy stuck on it. Danny considers whether he really wants to do this. And then we cut to Hannah. She's in her burned house looking across the road. She starts to look puzzled and then says out loud, Danny was the only one who could hear me. And we're treated to yet another recap of last episode where she yelled at Danny to watch out for Mr. Chesney's truck. She says, he's the only one who could see me. 
and he's had one too many close calls. And now we see footage from like two minutes ago when Hannah pushed him out of the way of the beam. She turns to leave and the shadow is standing there. He's like, where are you going? And she tells him, I figured it out. I know why I came back. Not to throw mailbags around. I came back to save Danny's life. Mm -hmm. The shadow says, there's nothing you can do. Danny Anderson will be gone tonight and I will take his form. But Hannah's like, wait, dude. If that was going to happen anyway, why did you push that rafter? And the shadow's uh -huh. like, um, uh, don't question me. <laughs> <laughs> she pushes further, accusing the shadow of lying and saying Danny isn't even meant to die, but that the shadow just can't wait to be the Danny. The shadow says, that's enough. Uh, you have a lot to learn. Hannah tells him, I don't need you to teach me to be a ghost. I am a ghost. <laughs> and in a huff, the shadow walks through Hannah and then falls down a hole in the floor, <laughs> yelling, No! What? What is what going on? What the fuck? I don't know what that, I don't know why that happened, but I will say, I do like the fact that she's standing up to this, like, horrid abomination thing. Like, yeah. fuck off, I'm gonna go save Danny and you can't do jack shit about it. I like, I like how strong she yeah, is. Yeah, she's dead. What can yeah. he do? And then he just fucking falls through this Home Alone trap <laughs> out of nowhere. That wasn't even, like, intentional. He just fucking sucks at being a ghost. I don't get why oh. he breaks through the floor and falls out. I don't get that, but... I don't know, I, man. You know what I, I think it is? The sass in in Hannah has weakened him. Yeah, and... he, he wasn't concentrating on staying on the ground. No. It's a constant thing. You can't let yourself slip for a second or you just fall straight through the ground. Yeah, you fall right to the center of the earth, I guess. Yeah. That's Ugh. ghost rules, baby. Ghost rules are so confusing. At least Hannah's got it all down, though. She knows exactly <laughs> what to do all the time. She is like, fuck off, I'm doing this. She's a natural, man. She's been a ghost. Well, she's been aware that she's been a ghost for like, eight minutes and she's just yeah. like standing up to satan <laughs> yeah. and i appreciate that about her yeah i'll give her credit for that okay so now <laughs> hannah ditches that zero and she runs to danny's house she lets herself in as you know she does and calls out for danny the house is silent she finds mr chesney's address on a table and wonders what the hell danny is doing there now we cut to chesney's house it's fake night now and chesney is just arriving home the three boys are hiding outside. The older biker boy tells Danny, Now all we gotta do is wait till he's asleep. Which is like a fucking terrible plan, because he just got home. So he could yep, be sitting there watching Jeopardy for hours. Like, we don't know. We don't know. He could routine. be starting up a, a run-through of, like, his favorite PlayStation game. We don't know what he's doing. Yeah, Mr. Chesney could fucking party all night. He's, playing, he's playing Mario Kart on his N64. He's on speed, like... <laughs> we don't know Chesney's routine. They're just going to stay there until he's asleep instead of just showing up later anyway. Like if you were just like, all right, leave your house at two in the morning. It's a pretty safe bet. He'll probably be asleep. I don't know. Mr. Chesney's wild. <laughs> he is. We cut to a woman getting ready for a fake nighttime bike ride when suddenly <laughs> her bike just starts ghost riding away from her. She calls out, what? But then after that, I guess she just accepts her fate, and it's, she just says nothing. <laughs> yep, her bike is gone, and that's <laughs> she, it. Yeah. 
That's it. That's her bike. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) We go back to Chesney's house. Danny is climbing in through a window, and he finds a table, and he starts lighting the stink bomb. He has trouble lighting it, though, and when a sound startles him, he burns his finger with the lighter and knocks down a lamp in his shock. Yeah, and he screams a little bit, too. Yeah. Chesney is standing at the top of the stairs and asks, Anyone down there? I should warn you, I uh, I study karate. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Chesney. (laughs) Gotta subdue all those children and then murder them. So I learned karate. He's a fucking madman. When Chesney turns on the light, he sees his cat, which he blames for knocking down the lamp. Danny, meanwhile, is hiding in a closet nearby, and when Chesney passes by on his way upstairs, he closes it, somehow locking it? Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Danny is stuck, and unfortunately for him, the stink bomb has started smoking, and the fuse sparks on the carpet, starting a fire. And poor Mr. Chesney's house starts going up in flames very quickly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's just an inferno, like, instantly. Seriously. It's great. Goes from stink bomb, like, barely even sparking to just, yep, yeah, his house is a tornado of flames. <laughs> Mr. Chesney runs out of the house with his precious cat. And Hannah rocks up on her stolen bike, asking if Danny is still inside. I guess forgetting that she's a ghost. The shadow appears and is like, ha ha, it's too late, I win. Hannah isn't taking ha ha for an answer, though, and nope. she runs into the house. She's like, not on Hannah's watch. <laughs> she can hear Danny coughing behind the closet door, but the doorknob has fallen off onto the ground again, somehow. I don't know. She attempts to grab it, but again, she's a ghost, and she goes right through it. She says, no, but then closes her eyes for like half a second, and then she grabs it easily. She opens the closet door and Danny flops out, unconscious. (laughs) Hannah tries to pick him up, but she forgot to concentrate for like half a second, so her arms go right through him. (laughs) She she, she tries to scoop him up. Yeah. She's like the claw game. She's like... (laughs) (laughs) She is. And drops I love it. Scoop? (laughs) After... Two tries, she goes, It's no use. I don't have enough strength to lift you. It's not even worth trying again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're dead. <laughs> Instead, she just tries to wake him up, but Danny is like way out. Then she notices a piano in the room. Outside, there's quite a hubba growing with the neighbors outside the burning mm-hmm. house. Chesney hears a piano start playing and he says, My God, there's someone inside. He He does not, Brandon. He says, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Does he really? Yeah. Oh, sweet, merciful goodness. (laughs) (laughs) The piano playing. Oh, he's, yep. He's something. (laughs) With his giant robe and giant pajamas. Chesney notices Danny on the ground, and he picks him up. He walks outside with him, but not before taking one look at the piano playing itself. And sort of shakes his head in disbelief. He's like, I... Chesney is a cartoon character. It's... Yeah, he is. That's <laughs> weird. Back outside, Chesney is yelling, Someone call a doctor! And the crowd around murmurs, Someone call a doctor. Someone should call firefighters. <laughs> like, fucking... Has anyone Why done haven't anything? you already? <laughs> <laughs> no police, no firefighters, no ambulance. Oh, it's just God. like... They're just standing there like, wow. That sure is some flames. But again, it did go up very quick. So it's been like three seconds since the firecracker or whatever. The stink bomb blew it up. 
<sighs> the shadow appears to make sure that Danny dies and he can steal yeah. his body. <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> Hannah looks at Chesney's watch and notices it's after midnight. She tells the shadow, You lose! Good day, sir! And the shadow goes, <laughs> No! Danny wakes up just then, saying that he can't see Hannah anymore. And she's like, I'm right here. But she's disappearing. Just then, a man, a woman, and two young twin boys appear out of thin air, calling for Hannah. It's her ghost family. Mama Ghost tells her, Done a good job, honey. It's time to come home. And Hannah runs up and gives them a big hug. She waves goodbye to Danny and then can't fades see her. away. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, are you going? <laughs> tap tap twice for yes. Danny looks up at the sky and says, thank you, Hannah. Danny's mom is there, and she signs something to him. And he tells her, it's just a friend, Mom. Just talking to a friend. And that's the end. That's the end of this whole shebang. I gotta say, I like the ending. I think it's great that she used the gift of piano to save the day. Like, I'm glad that they brought that back in. I don't think it was stupid or anything. it was foreshadowed. She played piano, and yeah, she saved him with her her sweet skills. Yeah, they kind of brush off the ending like, alright, Kiana, let's go to the afterlife now. Like, that could have been super more, like, emotional, but... The thing about Hannah is that she just kind of accepts things, and that's that, you know? She doesn't have time to process it or be emotional, but it's fine. Overall, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's, uh, the, like, ghost shenanigans in the middle where she's pulling pranks, waving mail around. Yeah, that's That's silly. (laughs) I have a question, Brandon. Okay, so I told you, like, I had a theory earlier. So my theory is that Hannah wasn't a ghost for very long, you know? Because, like, she wakes up in a room and she's like, oh, fire! And she doesn't know anything's going on. I think she was, like, summoned to the Earth to, like, save Danny from this apparition thing. So she hadn't been a ghost for very long, like, like two days or whatever. So the part where they were like, oh, I heard she has three heads and plays the piano and stuff, like, that's just, like... I don't think she was there the whole time, like, you know, going through the motions for three years. I think it was a much shorter time than that. It's kids just making shit up. Yeah. I have a question about how ghosts work, though, Brandon. So this shadowy apparition wants Danny to die so that he can steal Danny's body, right? Yeah. So does that mean that there was a different ghostly apparition that wanted Hannah to die so that it could steal her body? Because it doesn't seem like it. No. I don't know. So, I think So then how are ghosts born? <laughs> <laughs> ghosts are born from unfinished business. Did you not see Casper? <sighs> okay, but like you know what I mean? Like you can't have two different ghost origin stories in the same episode. Well, like I'm one's confused. A ghost and one's a spirit. Oh. Okay. Sure. Hannah's a ghost. The shadow is just from hell. So the shadow it's like one of those things that's been haunting the earth for like, like you said, 10,000 years kind of thing. And yeah. it wants one specific child, even though kids die all the time. He's got a sweet bond, <laughs> I guess. I, okay. I, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Did you see him morph into his face for a second? Like, it was him, you know? <laughs> he wears it so well. Yeah, he pulls it off. He pulls okay. Danny off. Okay. All right, no further questions. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, the uh, the ending is very rushed in the like, oh, I'm going into the the other side now kind of thing. That could have been like the highlight of the episode, but they didn't give it enough time. They could have pe- put like the last 30 seconds of this episode on the end of last one, and that would have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would have had everything we needed from... <laughs> She'd have been like, oh, I am dead. And then her family's like, come on, Anna, let's, let's get out of here. All right. Um. Well, that's that's the episode. Now we're going to talk about the cast of this episode, which is pretty much the same as the cast of last episode, but we've got a few more people to talk about. So Mr. Chesney figures into the story quite a bit more. Yeah, he's tormented by every child. (laughs) He's the one that's haunted, yes. He's played by Neil Crone, who has just so many goddamn credits on IMDb. He is in everything. Let's see. Yeah, he is. First role was in 1990, My Secret Identity TV series. He was in the Red Green Show. He was in the Robocop TV series. He was in the Free Willy TV series, which I'm just learning is a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. Never Ending Story, Mr. Men and Little Miss. I remember watching that. Uh, Eerie Indiana, The Other Dimension. So many things. Yeah, let's uh, zoom ahead a little bit. American Psycho 2. Stir of Echoes 2. And... He is in a couple of, like, quite a bit of things from this year. Yeah, like six yeah. Different Murdoch things. Mysteries? I've heard of that. Thomas and Friends, All Engines Go. The Mystery of Lookout Mountain, where he does the voice of Gordon. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Oh, he does Gordon in a lot of things. He's the voice of Gordon. Okay. He was in Paw Patrol the movie, dude. Oh, <laughs> shit. I watch that, like, ten times a day. Okay, so that's Mr. Chesney. Next, we have the Biker Boys, who do actually have names. The older one's name is Alan, and he is played by J. Adam Brown, who we've already talked about before, Cortland, because he was in the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, The Tale of the Forever Game. Oh, okay. Where he played Peter. I don't remember. Is Peter the jerk one? Yes. He might be right. Okay. I didn't recognize him. I'm a terrible person. You are. So... (laughs) This was his first role. These episodes of Goosebumps. Uh, he was in wow. Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, and that's all you need to know about him. Next. <laughs> the other biker boy's name is Fred, and he's played by Dove Teifenbach, who Love we've it. also talked about because he was in Bad Hair Day. And most importantly, he was Kid at Lake in Tommy Boy. Oh, yeah, that's where you remember him from. Of course it is. He was also in Jason X. <laughs> what a movie. And lastly, Cortland, there's the shadow figure, who's voiced mm-hmm. by Diego Matamoros. Love it. This motherfucker was an Angela Anaconda. This motherfucker was an Angela <laughs> Anaconda, and he was also William Birkin in Resident Evil 2. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that Resident Evil was so Canadian, you know? Well, it is. He was that's also dope. Morgrid in A Night in Terror Tower. So we've already seen this bloke. Morgrid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember Morgrid. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's him. All right. Done and done. Let me close yes, out that IMDb. Is the cast. All right. Cortland, what the hell is the moral of The Ghost Next Door? Well, this one is like a, a full moral story, right? You know? Yeah. Like, stop breaking into people's houses. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't light a fire in some dude's house. It's not a good idea. You'll die every time. Yeah. Unless there's a ghost uh, saving you. Don't speed up when you see kids riding bikes in front of you on the road. That one's going to be a tough one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but when it happens, just think, what would the ghost next door do? Yeah, that's a good point. 
What would Arl Stein write about in this situation? Worms. Worms. Uh, moral of the story, push people. Just push them. <laughs> Just push, push stuff. Them. Throw mail out of a mail cart. Just do it. The moral of the story is don't ever forget to not fall through the floor. Oh <laughs> you my gotta God. keep that concentration up all that? the time. It's like activating like uh, manual blinking mode. You just have to concentrate <laughs> on it. Manual blinking mode. Fuck, I didn't think of that. I- I've never thought of that before, and I'm going to. Fuck off. Blink, blink, blink. Shadow Cat. Does she have to concentrate to not fall through the world, too? Yes. That sucks. It does. But, you hmm. know, it's a trade-off. You get to break into people's houses. <sighs> Moral of the story is torment your mailman. <laughs> I like the people my who deliver your mail are the real enemies. <laughs> Never forget people. Okay. Uh, the Ghost Next Door. That's an okay title, I guess. It doesn't give away the twist, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's also technically accurate because she's next door to him. I got a great perfect name for it. Letters to Katie. Oh, dear Katie. <laughs> she was never mentioned again in the second part, but that's okay. No. She was a very prominent figure in the first part. Then we just kind of forgot about her. Yeah. She's living life at horse camp or whatever. How to steal bikes. <laughs> you just do it, you know? First you die, then you do it. You just fucking snatch those bikes right out of people's hands. And then ride away into the night. The fake <laughs> night. Uh, How to die in a house fire. <laughs> yeah, fall asleep, I guess. Almost twice. Who the fuck threw that rock and why? Dude, right? What is that? Was it... The only thing I could think is that it's the shadow that was trying to get Hannah's attention, but he was already all, like, screaming Hannah's name all the time. Yeah. He already had her attention. Hannah, and she was like, yeah? He's like, well, I'm throwing this rock. Gotta get your attention. (laughs) I like to think that that was somebody from the outside trying to, like, you know, get the... Well, no, because if you add oxygen to the fire, it's just gonna blaze up more. So if somebody threw that rock through Hannah's window because they saw the fire, that's a bad thing. <laughs> they were trying to kill her even more. Maybe they would have survived if it wasn't for that person. Oh my god. The fire, the fire was contained until they threw that rock and then it was like, whoosh, like it was Mr. Chesney's house or something. The family was right about to open up the door and get out of the house, but somebody whipped that fucking rock through the window and the whole house was yep. just like, oh. Backdraft. Yeah, yep, that's what happened. Damn. Cold man. Yep. All right, Cortland. No, wait, wait, wait. The real moral of the story is: if somebody dies in your neighborhood, everybody's gonna fucking forget about it. <laughs> All right, that's another moral. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if somebody dies from a house fire in your neighborhood, immediately forget all about them. You never played with the kids. <laughs> yeah, just make up stories about them. I heard <laughs> that they used to play with all the kids in this neighborhood, and we were all friends. No, you make stories up about how she's three-headed <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> okay, Cortland, that is the end of The Ghost Next Door. It's time to look yeah. forward to the next episode. Okay. Which, I will tell you, and this one has a cover, Ooh, is it does. called okay. Cry of the Cat. Well, immediately I'm thinking of, what was that one horror anthology movie we watched that had Drew Barrymore in it? Cat's Eye? Yeah, it reminds me of that. Probably because of the cat thing. Oh, yeah, I guess it, they do have cats in common. Interesting. Oh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I quote that like every other episode. That's great. Love it. Uh, let me look at the cover here. Okay. 
So it's one of those Goosebumps Series 2000 covers. I like yeah. it, though. It's a cat, you know? And it's, like, drooling and stuff. Like, it's got rabies or whatever. It looks really good. What's the tagline? It's, it's a cat. but uh, The tagline says, dead cat walking, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, it's a good picture, but it's it's exactly what's on the tin. It's a cat, and he's, like, crying out. Yeah, it's crying like cats do because it's hungry. <laughs> yeah. It looks good, though. I like it a lot. Um, so, what could this episode possibly be about? Well, based on the tagline of Dead Cat Walking, I assume this is going to be Pet Cemetery, right? There's Dead Cat in Pet Cemetery. It was a prominent character. There is. Church. So, I also have to say... Yeah, Church. I also have to say, the Google images <laughs> that I'm getting from uh, Cry of the Cat is just, like, cats looking sad. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Not great. This is a bunch of cats like meowing and crying and stuff. I'm not googling that before bed. <laughs> no, no, you get sad. Uh, who knows? I don't fucking know what this is gonna be about. Cujo be a with cat. a cat. Yeah, maybe Cujo with a cat. It's gonna be some sort of Stephen King nonsense. It's it's gonna be a dead cat that they kill a cat. This is goosebumps for sure. They kill a cat and then they're like, oh fuck, we gotta bury it in the sacred area Indian burial ground. And then it comes back and it walks. And everybody's like, ugh. Dead cat walking. It's crying. It's hungry. Somebody get it a can of Fancy Feast. And then they do. And it, like the cat is fine. Yep. Yep. The end. This doesn't need to be two parts. Two parts. Uh, cat's fine, though. Cortland, <laughs> we're halfway done with season four. Already? Yeah. Feels like we just started and we did. We so did. So that's great. <laughs> we just get used to saying that every fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> all right oh, man. well i've been up all night okay yeah me too man i'll talk to you next week for cry of the cat part one sounds swell bye everybody bye i don't know ghost rules